decided on a song that we would do as a say, salute to Broadway. So we selected this song from a young composer that was fast becoming one of Broadway's own To compare with pure imagination, you can be free if you truly
I want to thank you for this one. You made it happen. This is the one. Yes, this one you sign on the dotted line, fellas. You know, it's been established in our society today that the most important signing in a man's life takes place when he signs his marriage license. Well, they've added something to that now. It's called the application for charge card to ensure that marriage license will hold up one sign. You know what I'm talking about, fellas? Charge card designed to keep one's pockets free of finance. You know, you know, sometimes, fellas, at the end of the month, if you're married and you want to check on your budget and see how you're doing at home, budget around the house, and you find something that looks a little weird. You say, darling, what is this? And she says, well, it was on sale. And I had my charge card, you know? But then from time to time, fellas, we'll fall victim to circumstance as well, because we might be walking down the street to a good-looking pair of shoes in the store window and say, hey, I think I'll go ahead and cop now and pay later, right? Take the charge card, go in and buy the shoes. Then when the bill comes due at the end of the month, you want to kick yourself in the what's the name with that same pair of shoes, buddy. Thank you. All right. <laughs> oh. When do you say? When do you say? wiser? i 
Oye, mira, yo quiero gozar en California porque yo me siento tan bien. Y por eso yo te quiero porque tú me tratas bien. People say your people say your Nice. 
Fresher, freshest. Do you like fresh fish? It's just fine at Finney's Diner. Finney also has some fresher fish that's fresher and much finer. But his best fish is his freshest fish. And Finney says with pride, the finest fish at Finney's is my freshest fish, French fried. So, don't order the fresh or the fresher fish. At Finney's, if you're wise, you'll say, fetch me the finest French fried freshest fish that Finney fries. We have a dinosaur named Din. Din's thin. Din doesn't have much skin. And the bones fall out of his left front shin. Then we have to call in Pinner Blin who comes with his handy shin-pin bin, and with a thin blin shin-bone pin, blin pins Din's shin-bones right back in. Now let's talk about money. You should leave your grocks home when you travel by air. If you take them along, they charge double the fare, and your groks must be packed and locked up in a groks box, which costs much, much more than a little old fox box. So it's heaps a lot cheaper to fly with your foxes than waste all that money on boxes for grokses. And what do you think costs more? A simple thimble or a single shingle? A simple thimble could cost less than a single shingle would, I guess, so I think that the single shingle should cost more than the simple thimble would. Eat. two ducks, one blue, one black. And when our blue duck goes quack quack, our black duck quickly quack quacks back. The quacks blue quacks make her quite a quacker, but black is a quicker quacker backer. And speaking of quacks reminds me of cracks. Quacks blue quacks make her quite a quacker, but black is a quicker quacker backer. And speaking of quacks reminds me of cracks and stacks and sacks and shacks and snacks. So, oh say can you say, I have cracks in my shack, I have smoke in my stack and I think there's a snack in the sack on my back.
Fritz food, Fred food. Fritz needs Fred, and Fred needs Fritz. Fritz feeds Fred, and Fred feeds Fritz. Fred feeds Fritz with Ritzy Fred food. Fritz feeds Fred with Ritzy Fritz food. And Fritz, when fed, has often said, I'm a Fred-fed Fritz. Fred's a Fritz-fed Fred. you rather be when you grow up? A cop in a cop's cap or a cupcake cook in a cupcake cook's cap? Or a fat flapjack flapper in a flat flapped jack cap? Cook in a cupcake cook's cap. Or a fat flapjack flapper in a flat flapped jack cap? Or if you think you don't like cops' caps, flapjack flappers, or cupcake cooks' caps, maybe you're one of those choosy chaps who likes kooky captain's caps, perhaps. More about Blinn. And, oh say, can you say, Far away in Berlin, a musical urchin named Gretchen von Schwinn has a blue-footed, true-footed, trick-fingered, slick-fingered, six-fingered, six-string, tin-schwinn mandolin. Curtis Mayfield. Sit down and take a listen. This may be something you're missing. I know your mind you want it funky, but you don't have to be no junkie. Get yourself together. Remember Freddy's dead. Stay 
I'm Curtis, and I'm so glad that I've got my own, you know, so glad that I can see. I've got a natural hide. The man can't put no thing on me, and he can't put no thing on you either. Keep your nose clean. Don't be no junkie. Remember, Freddy's dead.
skin is the kind of night that the cat would drag in. I'll never forget it. We had a fight. Then you turned around, turned out the lights. You left our bed. Then you moved downstairs to live with her instead. Yeah, just one floor and a shoulder. I guess he should have moved, but I decided to stay. Did I drink some poison that I don't remember now? Did I drink some It's going to be all about animals, starting with germs. And I want to mention a really great book called The Gospel of Germs. And it's um, a story of when germs were discovered in the early 20th century. And there was a, a big campaign to convince people that they actually existed, that there were these tiny invisible animals that could kill you. And uh, in most parts of the world, uh, France and Italy and China, the campaign was a, a complete uh, failure, but um, it really caught on in the United States where people said, you know, tiny invisible things that could kill you? I don't see why not. I mean, it's a place that already believes in a lot of invisible things, but anyway, now that people are becoming more and more like machines, I think it's a good time to remember how much we actually have in common with animals. Take our eyes, for example. Our eyes are in the front of our heads because we are the predators. Uh, like eagles and the lions, they're in the front for aim, precision, and focus to find the target. And all the other animals have them way out on the sides. You know, the fish, the deer, the rabbits, and they're always scanning around like this, turning their heads, you know, on the lookout, more or less, for us. And, but it's amazing, you know, how quickly evolution works sometimes. And there's a certain male spider that has recently evolved from being a victim to being a survivor in just under a year. And so the way it happened was like this. The female spider um, constructs a very complex web made up of many threads that go out. And one is the kind of food thread, and one is the weather thread, and another is a kind of mating thread. And it's uh, she can tell when a male is approaching. It's a kind of like a, a doorbell. And so anyway, the male comes along this line and uh, into the center of the web. And they mate, and she eats him, and that's the way it's been. But recently, these male spiders seem to inv have invented 
a new strategy, and that is that they bring along a package, which is a bug wrapped in this really kind of cruddy stuff, and um, uh, after they mate, he tosses her the package, and she just gets distracted for an instant, just enough time for him to make his escape. And then even this strategy was improved on, and the males began to do something really incredible. They uh, arrived with the package like before, but now there was nothing inside. It was completely empty. They figured out that they didn't have to bring anything at all. And it wasn't like a disappointment for the females. It was just like, you know, one of those odd moments when suddenly everything changes. And it's not what you expected. No, 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 and you don't know.
Drop that beat, man. What's up with that beat you got out there?
say that there's no smoking, you know? So deal with that the way you want to. So tell me, are you ready to do the Rock Lobster?
something to tell you. your hair. I feel electricity in the air. I'm gonna kiss your eyes. I'm gonna kiss your neck. I'm gonna kiss your stomach.
Baba was a poor man, and he lived in a hovel in a little town in Persia. He had a wife and
flatblackplasticmutinyradio.fm Thanks to the B for this Coltrane LP that's really warped but sounds really good. And uh, if you can help mutinyradio.fm out with some dough when you come into the website, you, if you click us some mean green, you'll be on the scene. And uh, also we have to thank our friends... Our compatriots over at Alfred's House of Trousers, where if you have ants or angst or any other infestation problem in your pants, they can either put that in or take that out. They're, they're trouser people.
Windy City. And they call it the Windy City because of the home.
this to see. Ghetto Prince is my name, making loves how I swing. I'm your pushing man. every record ever recorded. <laughs> yes, in this one-time-only mixed bag special, every record ever recorded. From the same people who brought you hits of 51, 52, Hungarian love songs, songs that begin with the letter P, every possible record. Every record ever recorded. We mean literally that. Every record ever recorded since recording began, we drive a truck to your house and deliver every single record ever recorded. You get classical. Ich habe genug Kantata 82 by Bach. Ich habe genug. Johnny Cash, I walk the line. Lithuanian language records. Sessin, yes. Sessin, yes. Sessin. Chances are I won't know. Yes, every record ever recorded. Plus, if you act now, an ice crusher.
I show up on time, they never have to worry about me. Rock acts are not known by producers to be particularly reliable. There is a lot of night of the concert going about the producer. Where are the amplifiers? What do you mean they're in Kansas City? They're supposed to in the where are the roadies? The roadies hallucinating, thinks he's Abraham Lincoln. Are you not Abraham? Where are the large things with the dials on them? The kid just drove a truck from Portland, Oregon to Chicago in two hours. You can't deal with him. I met some people that I've long admired tremendously, like uh, Chuck Berry. It's so much fun to meet him at the Helen Reddy show. We were introduced, we shook hands, and uh, I said, Glad to meet you. He said, Far out. I met Dr. John, Dr. John the Night Dripper. I was doing the midnight special, and I had been going around doing his song to myself for an entire weekend. It must have been the right place. Humming his song everywhere. It must have been. W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That's an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. I have a really interesting story about the origin of our name. Oh? Yeah. It was called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, and it got abbreviated. Just some random mutiny person gave that to you. Yes. And we are, speaking of random mutiny person, we are random mutiny radio people on random mutiny radio. Go to mutinyradio.fm 
There's a whole world of streaming shows and music and live events right out of the Mission District of San Francisco. It is Mutiny Radio, and we are happy as a clam in the land of Uncle Sam to be right here, right now, Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are once a week. We stream. That's the first time you can hear us. You got to go listen to us on the. Uh, it's uh, audio only. Audio only. RSS feed. All right. So. Yes, and we have an RSS feed. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, do so by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie with you. You listen to our podcast. You watch the movie at the same time. And if you don't want to do all that manual work, subscribe right. to our YouTube channel YouTube. at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Makes it easier. We'd like you to donate to the station. Go to Venmo and donate a couple bucks to at Mutiny Radio. So, Carl, what is the movie we are seeing today? <clears throat> the Great Gabo, 1929. The Great Gabo with two Bs, 1929. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The, as in not the, because it's it's just a, it's a G. So it's the, right, the great. Not the. Okay, you know how If it was that. Awesome Gabo, it would be the Awesome Gabo, but it's right. not great. On The Simpsons was the Awesome Gabo. The Great G-A-B-B-O, 1929. The channel we like is Cinema For Real. Cinema For Real with the number four? Yeah. Well, you, you won't find another one. You'll see it's Cinema For Yeah. The other you'll ones see... have commercials. That's why okay. we don't like them. Yeah, there's, this movie has been around for a while. It, it was an inspiration for The Simpsons. That's the first time I even heard of the Gabbo. Yeah. Uh, Ventriloquist. And uh, when I realized it was a movie, and I realized that we have a movie podcast called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. As soon as that occurred to you. I was, I, yeah, it was true. Well, I got a match here. Wait a minute. I was hand gliding at the time. And uh, we were watching. So there's a lot of versions on the YouTube. We like cinema for real. We want you to go find that. The Great Gabbo, 1932? No, 1929. So this movie and is like ninety three years old uh, as of this record. Yeah, as of this recording, this movie is ninety three. It's almost seven years shy of a hundred years old. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm gonna watch something that's a hundred years old. Life marches forward, and the, you know what I like about it. But this is this is content for the podcast. Let's get to the countdown. Okay, let's get to. Okay, okay. so the let's get to the countdown. Yeah, I just want to make sure it's clear to everyone. The Great Gabo 1929 Cinema for Real is the channel we like. And there you go. There we go. So we have a celebrity comedian to do the countdown, but we want you to meet the celebrity comedian. Yeah. So Carl went over uh, to their press junket and had an opportunity mm -hmm. to sit down and talk about some real things and get to learn about the celebrity comedian. And yes. of course, I haven't heard of this one yet. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Pat Dixon. Welcome, Pat. How you doing? Talking to us from Buffalo, New York. Yep. Uh, okay, now, Pat, you are a big-time, big-deal comedian. Uh, you just... Oh, absolutely. Carl, you wouldn't say that if I was. <laughs> you just headlined Comedy Cove. You drove on a Sunday to Buffalo to do more shows. Like all the big-time comedians do. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure you're aging. Okay, but but mainly what I want to start talking about is your creator and host of the NYC Crime Report yeah, with Pat Dixon. Now, this is streaming on Censored.TV, and you've been doing this a long time, since 2011. Tell me about this show, the people who come on it, everything, you know, like, 
that, that's led you to this point in which you are the crime report guy? You know, I was a victim of an attempted murder, and so it got me interested in crime. I, I, it took a little while for that to manifest into exactly what I wanted to do. But I read a story when I got to New York City in 2006 about a guy who got stabbed on a train, and he nearly died, and he was going to be the fifth victim of that day for a spree killer, Maxime Gelman, you know, back in 2011. And I thought, man, this is fascinating. I started talking to people at parties about it, bringing this story up, and nobody had heard it, even in the city, and it was all over the place. So I thought, man, there should be an outlet for a show like this. And then the more I started doing it, the more I was like, this really needs to be funny. So I kind of made it like the New York Post uh, with punchlines. And, that's, <laughs> you know, that's what it comes down to. I've had attorneys uh, on quite a bit. I've had ex-cops, current cops, uh, a lot of people like that, some marginal characters sometimes. And, and you know, then the the occasional, you know, big name of Bobcat Goldthwait or something like that. Nice, Just, nice. Uh, yeah, and but I've met a lot of interesting people through it, you know, and 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 Coulter and people all over the city, and uh, uh -huh. and that's how I got onto Compound, doing it there, and then it became a visual thing, and now it's on Censored TV. Okay, and now this is started in 2011, so this attempted murder was prior to that. Now this was an ex-girlfriend who tried to shoot you. Tell me what 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 went on there. Oh, you know, she was nuts. And she, uh, I mean, was just like, had had enough of my shit. And after we broke up, she decided she wanted to uh, exact some sort of revenge, you know. So she stalked me for a couple of weeks. And then she, uh, you know, found me in an IHOP and had a gun, took it away from her. There was a skirmish. And she was convicted of attempted, second-degree attempted murder and got eight years house arrest. That's the, uh -huh. the thumbnail version. The, of course, she was very fun uh, originally when I first met her. You know, not that way at all. So a lot can happen between April and December, as it turns out. <laughs> now, three weeks of stalking, and she chooses the IHOP. Do you think she was just getting her nerves? I mean, what was she looking at? Were you with some other woman? Well, she didn't know I, where I was, you know. And so I think what it was, she didn't want me to go back to my wife. So, you know, she... She found out from a guy I was working with where I was working and then drove a couple of hours to do this thing. You know, it was very premeditated and everything. They wanted to yeah. start with the uh, first degree attempted murder, but, you know, she flea bargained. And, yeah, it was, it was she had a suicide note the whole bit. She was going to take care of herself after? Uh, well, you know, I think sometimes people find that they can live with the fact they shot somebody a little bit better than they uh, might have yeah. But so, I mean, we don't know if she would have followed through on that or not, but, you know, that was the plan. Okay, now, did she really serve the full eight years? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, it was supposed to be over in 2012, and I frankly stopped keeping up. She did oh. friend request me back in, like, 2008 or seven, something like that. <laughs> did you accept? No, I, I did Come on, let bygones be bygones. It's just a little murder. I mean, it's so old now, you yeah. know. That would have expired the order of protection, you know, and she could have been on my door in a couple of hours uh, legally. So, that's <laughs> the law. you know, stick within the parameters of what they set forth. I have to trust the authorities know what they're doing. That's what we talk about a lot on New York City Crime Report. It's a pro law enforcement show generally. So, people have a way of hearing that message. I think there's so many negative messages about law enforcement. And look, I can't really say the law is perfect and I can't say the cops are perfect, but I do know that the cops are at least trying to preserve some order, and I think that that's more than we could say about the legislators a lot of times. Mm -hmm. 
So you also impressed me because you were on, you had a Comedy Central special. Now it's Comedy Central Presents. So I guess you were a featured comedian. It was a half hour of material. Yeah. When was this? It wasn't like your special on Comedy Central. It was a show of, that comedians, you know, each week would be a different one. Yeah, it was It was just, you know, now they have, I think they call it the half hour. And so they have a series where they had, you know, everybody does their half hour special. And it's um, Comedy Central Presents, Pat Dixon is what it was uh -huh. called. Have your own background you have to come up with and all that stuff. So it's very themed towards you and everything. It's not, it's not like a, uh, like a quick short thing, obviously half an hour or something. You know, that's yeah. the way it came to New York City. But I mean, long story short, you know, that was in 2006, and you know, it didn't get the traction that like Jim Gaffigan got. You know, uh -huh. something yeah. like that. You know, his special was just like they played it endlessly. And I'll tell you something about that special. I had food poisoning while I did it. So really, yeah, I had thrown up the night before and all that day and. And I had to get a B12 injection from a doctor to even be able to do the special. I mean, I, I had a fever. I was, I had, I'd gone out to dinner the night before and had uh, rabbit for okay. dinner. Yeah. And I had uh, partridge as an appetizer. So okay. I rabbit. And those are two animals that I don't normally eat. And I don't suppose <laughs> they cook properly or something. I don't know. The Gramercy Tavern, it was an expensive meal. You know, it's not like I was getting it off my. Yeah. Uh, and pepper and squall. Yeah, it wasn't street meat or anything, you know, uh, but, you know, the doctor offered that he's like, you might want to wear uh, an adult diaper. I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's not that bad. So. so you had to go out there, put on your best face, pretend it wasn't going on, say, I can hang on for 30 minutes here. This is an opportunity I cannot blow. Oh, yeah, I absolutely had to do it. You know, there was no getting around it. They all, they had everything set up. The background was there. Everything was all systems go. You know, you can't be sick. It's it's it's. One of those things you just you're not allowed to be sick in that moment. So yeah, yeah, and I did all right. You know, I did all right. It was it was I was a little sweaty and a little, you know, but I but I made it. <laughs> now I see you today, and you really go quite blue, e even as while you're telling the audience I'm not going blue, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure that wasn't this special, right? This was earlier material. Yeah, it was it had to be TV friendly, and there's always a debate about that stuff. And you'd be you'd be amused by like how specific the debates get. You know, exactly how you can say a certain thing. And the only thing they made me take out, like absolutely no, there was no talking about it. Was something about had something to do with uh, disciplining your kids. Uh huh. Uh, domestically, that domestic violence style or something. Corporal you know. punishment. Right, uh, yeah, spanking, hitting them or something, and like, they they didn't want to hear anything about it. There's no okay. changing that joke. But okay, now let's talk about the punch. Okay, okay. now in 2015, you joined Compound Media as yeah. one of the you know based on the strength of NYC Crime Report. And um, okay, so Dateline, June 20, 2022. What G Gino had. Felicia Gillespie on, right, in hot water. Right. So you entered the bar across the street. What's the name of that bar? Sullivan's. Sullivan's. You entered Sullivan's with no intention of punching anybody. Tell me what, in the heat of the moment, led you to do it. Well, I was, I was like, perturbed or whatever. But, I mean, until I saw, like, uh, both of those two in the bar together, I wasn't yeah. thinking. Uh, I, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I, I think I was just going to go talk to Gina. Like, what the fuck? 
I knew he'd be in there. I wasn't 100% she'd be in there, but, like, that just brought it home. Look, I mean, you never want to punch somebody. It's not, like, a good thing to do, but, like, sometimes you act on a certain amount of anger or frustration or something. You feel, I mean, like, I can't even explain what makes that situation any different. Uh-huh. It just, it's just something that really came to a head. And I, and I knew that he had brought her on the show strictly to fuck with me. And, like, uh, right. sometimes people fuck with you, and it's just not fun. It's just okay. like, I'm not doing that. And, yeah, it was particularly, it's, uh, you, you know. You just found yourself doing it. You were in the middle of swinging. I mean, you're just, that, you I just, you got But it was surreal. It was, it was an out-of-body experience, you know. It, it was very different. It's not something I've done ever. You know? Right. You haven't punched people ever. Never. Never. No, I've never done that. And I did in this case. And it, it was, jeez, uh, I mean, what can you say about something like that? It's, it was, I was more shocked probably than he was. Yeah. Now, um, it was a really good punch. Do you use that in, in punch in your stand-up now? Because that punch really hit. Oh, no. That, that, that punch that I gave him had half the punch of my stand-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of punches in stand-up, but you were off stage, so that's why I'm surprised. Now, when you found out that your punch, because you left right away, you had no idea what your punch had done. When you found out that his jaw was broken, what was what was your emotion finding out that news? Pride, of course. You know, I never <laughs> felt bad about that. I like, oh my god, I don't know. I mean, like, look, obviously, I didn't intend to break his jaw. Yeah, that's I'm, why. I'm not convinced. That he had a broken jaw. I, I mean, like, I. Well, he was I, all wired up. He had to have yeah. soft. Well, he had surgery to get his wisdom teeth removed, you know, and I think that they, they might have done some wiring because of that. I, I'm not convinced that his jaw was broken. Uh huh. of everything was a little too perfect. I mean, I don't want to go into a bunch of details, but right around the time, okay. I started to kind of go, oh, okay, I guess everything's going to be all right. And they were laughing about it one day, about four days later. And, and then it was, and then, you know, over the weekend, uh, seems like suddenly things changed and he came back and it was like, oh my God, he's on death's door. He's, uh-huh. a, he's, he's got all these permanent injuries and shit. And then that's what justified firing me. And then four days after they fire me, he's back at work, you know, so suddenly he's okay. Give me a break. He just wanted me to get fired and that's fine. You know, whatever. He, he, he made every... He made uh, the compound management afraid of a lawsuit, you know, because he wanted to uh, get revenge. He didn't want okay. me to be there. He's, he's very big on everybody being on his side and all this shit, you know. And he, yeah. He made it about a lot more than just a punch. Okay. So in the end, he sort of, like, got into all this, like, character assassination and shit like that and pretty, you know, whatever, obnoxious, but at the same time, I guess I must have really rattled his fucking uh, cage. World. Yeah, it really seemed to change his outlook, and he became very boring talking about it a lot. And like mm-hmm. a lot of people were thinking, "This is very tedious. Can you talk about something else?" About the- <laughs> that was what's on his mind. Yeah, that's all he could think about. You know, we could have all moved on. We could have all made up. We could have all still had jobs. But uh, he didn't want it that way, you know, so here we are. Now, Anthony Cumia is in charge of Compound Media. Was he nice about it, the way he let you go? Did what? It, did he well, give you any shit? Like, how did it go down? Well, you know, like, after I punched Gino, I walked out, I went right to the studio, and I was hanging around waiting for Anthony to come in and start his show, and he was a little late. 
I didn't even know that he was at Sullivan's at the time. So, you know, Ant just kind of like breathed by me, said, don't even talk to me. I'm going to go do the show. And then okay. I, the next time I talked to him, I mean, he was, he fired me and he was uh, very cool about it. He goes, he, didn't, he was, he didn't want to, he said, I don't want to do this, but you know, uh, Certain okay. factors here, and you know, it's just like something that we've got to do. And like he didn't, he just in and I was and I I could say more, but you know, I don't I don't want to go into too much. Okay. But but he he there there were certain things said that I was like, oh, that's well, okay, good news, you know, whatever. And you know, I got my final check and and all that stuff. It was all fine, uh, you know. But I did have to leave New York because you know, without like. Uh, it was there was a month. I mean, I I didn't go to censored immediately after uh-huh. that. Censored TV where I am now, so I had to kind of uh, you know I figured like look I'm not bringing in uh, the paycheck anymore. So with you know if you don't have a paycheck you can't really stay in Manhattan. Absolutely, it's very pricey. <clears throat> now uh-huh. this. So we're having some internet internet interruptions. I don't know if you just said a last sentence. The place I was going, I was wondering, you had said at Scotty's last night that this is old news now, right? Let's move on. I mean, it happened yeah, in June. Kind of. Yeah, it was June, yeah. Now we're in September, for Christ's sake. Okay. Now. But I'm, you know, at the same time, it's like, I get it. It's an interesting thing. I mean, like, uh, it's it's. Uh, Kevin Brennan told me he's been doing comedy in New York in 30 years. He's never seen a comedian punch another comedian. Ah, yeah. So you're groundbreaking and yeah. jawbreaking, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. I'm still not convinced. Yeah. Last yeah. question on this. I wonder if you regret it. If you could go back in time, because you wouldn't have lost the job. If you could go back in time and suck back your fist, would you do it? Nah. Had to be done. <laughs> oh, my I goodness. Just, I wouldn't have done it as a considered thing, you know, had, had I taken time. I mean, like, I had found out the thing that made me so angry about 20 minutes before. And, uh-huh. you know, had I, like, had a little lead time on it, you know, maybe it would have been different. But it's like, since it's already happened, everything, I, I like being at Censored.tv. Compound is great also. But I, uh, you know, it's fuck it, you know? Okay. I mean, like, uh, why not uh, roll with reality? I, I, I try not to have too many regrets or do anything that's too regrettable, and I don't think this falls into that category, you know? Yeah. In the end, uh, I got the girl, and, you know, that's something to be happy about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a little book in this, and not a big book, but there's a book in this. Uh, there's something to be written about this. Okay, so... We've already talked about censored TV, okay? This is where I want to go next. Like, how can people find you and follow you out there on the web? You must have a website, but also, like, social media. What's sure. the best place to get your Pat Dixon news? Well, you see my name there, Pat Dixon, right? And so uh, follow uh, follow me at Pat Dixon on Twitter, at Pat Dixon NYC on Instagram if you want. But, you know, if you want to, like, just a general thing, NYC – NYC Crime Report, right? .locals.com. People can follow me there, and it's free to follow, and you get some entertainment. And uh, if you want to, uh, you know, contribute or be a supporter, which I'm sure you will, right? Then you can uh, you can do that, and then you get everything that I do that goes on there. You know, and I've got a, it's not just crime stuff. It's uh, I got a, a late night show called Late as Fuck. 
that goes on. That's a great you know, title. About people who uh, have sex with dogs and get caught, you know, and that's in the news a lot. It's a uh -huh. lot. I think. I mean, it's one of those things that just gets reported and get talked about too much, but it's called dog fuckers. That's better be late, late as fuck. This better be two a.m. show. Yeah, these shows are are available for uh, you know on demand, and 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 there's a lot of stuff already posted there. I mean, there's plenty of stuff to watch, and I, I, it holds a certain standard. I'm very proud of it, and that's uh, nyccrimereport.locals.com. Now that's plural, locals. Plural. Local. Yeah. Gotcha. That's okay. right. Okay, now Pat, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Now, everybody at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play on their YouTube device at the same time we do here in the studio. So Pat Dixon, why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Sure, why not? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Is Chef Fresco now? Hey, ladies and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for that comedian countdown. This is Erich von Stromheim, the director. He, he's not. He's not directing. No, he's not the director. He is the star, though. He is Gabo. Okay. Well, Gabo's not the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, no, Gabo is. No, it's it. It's um. Arthur Crandall. Ah, uh, I forget. Ali. Ali. Uh, Otto. Otto, that's it. Thank you. Right. I'm sorry. Now, I knew that. I, I took a guess because of Uncle Floyd. Well, I should have known it was Otto because of um, uh, German. You know, what was was there an Otto and Uncle Floyd? I think Floyd had a uh, had Oogie. And Oogie was the I, puppet. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't he have a puppet pals on the Uncle Floyd show in New Jersey? Um, I don't know. There James was Looney Garouz. Skip Rooney. Looney Skip Honk 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 Honk. Yeah, and then there was. There was like Scott or Keith. There's this big kind of heavy fat guy. Oh, so, oh, look at this. Oh, I love a movie that opens up with a guy playing solitaire. You know that's going to be a good hour and a half. Yeah, that's right. It's all. Yeah, what do you do when you're bored? You play solitaire. Prepare, the ladies and gentlemen. And, this is going to suck. And no action. Now, this is Mary talking uh, to Gabo. The Gabo the puppet. No, uh, the puppet is Otto. Okay. <clears throat> now, here in New Jersey, we had um, an act, Otto and George. Actually, George was the dummy, not... So when I heard this was Otto, I thought it was really neat. Uh, George passed away, too. Uh, Otto passed away, too. It was Otto and George, and George was the puppet. So I thought that was funny. Oh, that's cool. They've been boyfriend and girlfriend for two years, and... What that tells you is it's 1929, and it's cool to be in a relationship with someone out of wedlock, you know? Oh, right, because this is a pre-code movie. Yes, it was a pre-code movie, but the thing is that it wasn't until the late 40s, early 50s that, it, that we got real strict with being proper on, t you know, it, in the Roaring Twenties, which this isn't, it's 29, it's after that, but in the Roaring Twenties, like, it was cool to be gay, and it was cool to be smoke pot, and it was cool to, it was like a, a more enlightened time, and you could be in a movie saying, I've been banging this girl who's not my wife for two years now. <laughs> I, I take it back, 100 years ago, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. 80 years, 70 years, not as much. 
Now, so you're right. There's one bed in this, and I like I like their apartment. It looks like an apartment. They have the bed in the living room, and or the they you know there's two rooms. Yeah, what this is supposed to say is they're not impoverished, but you know this is all they could afford in the big city. Now, a big city be- to the puppet. And yeah, it's responding, and you can see him squeezing the mouth because his hand is not up the the. The puppets took us, right? As they right. say. You see, he's got that lemon thing on the table. He was just holding it and squeezing it, and it makes from air compression, it makes his mouth move. Okay, that explains it. Because it is kind of creepy off the bat that he has a dummy not next to his hand. Right, exactly. Coffee was too hot. Right. Now the yeah, well that's see, that's the thing. Like he he he's being a dick. He's like Where's my coffee? And she goes, it's sitting there. It's been sitting there the whole time. Then he goes, he drinks it. He goes, it's cold. And she's like, because it's been sitting there. So he goes, more coffee. And she he brings it. How is it? And he goes, it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> you want to listen to him so you hear what awesome yeah, he's like? Yeah, I do. I, as an audience member, I do want to see the show. I want to see the ventriloquist act. I will now do the impossible. What's that? That's not impossible. You can do that. Yeah, I could do that. And at the same time, uh-huh. use my voice. Okay, if that was me, I'd just be like, I'd be like, Yeah, I would have the water drool out of my face. All right. <laughs> yeah. I will now drink water and so okay. start coughing uncontrollably. Now, wait, watch. Mary will drop the tray. Yes. That is fucking inexcusable. She is so fired. Well, that puppet was looking up her dress, thinking upskirts. Okay. In this movie, Otto is the cool one, the gentleman who is Mary's... Mary loves Otto. Not literally, but you know what? They're friends. You know what I mean? He's the bad one, and the puppet's the good one. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. The cigarette makes you cough like that because, you know, he's not a smoker. I will know. That's right. Because what's the matter? I don't smoke. Do you feel okay? What's the problem, Mike? I don't smoke. Have the puppet throw up. All right, I have to do this for the open mic, but that means I have to have a dummy. Who wants oh, you that? let's let's get your ventriloquist act ready. Okay, I will drink water and smoke a cigarette <laughs> while throwing my voice. Right, while using my voice. Does he say throw? Uh, or I could say using. He says using. But, you know, a ventriloquist throws his voice. That's what how you think of it. Now, in the 1920s, you would be entertained by going to dinner theater, vaudeville, or the movies. And this movie is saying, we're not only we'll show you the behind the backstage drama, right? Uh-huh. So as an audience member, now I could see the show and see the drama behind. Now, she is really acting here. Look at her crying. It's like silent movie acting. 
Yeah, it is. She was a big silent movie star, and so was he. This was yeah. the time. This is one of the very first talkies, like really early, like a year into it. We're we're not really going to hear the original audio because, of course, we're going to talk over this movie. But you have watched this movie several times. What do you think for like an early talkie, like as a sound quality? Does it does it has weird? Is it like? No, it's okay. It is crackly. Um, okay, so I think we're okay. I just want to tell you that this is in public domain. Hold on. Oh, all right. Let's listen to okay. it all day, every day. The public domain version available on the Internet archives run about 68 minutes. The original film ran 96 minutes, including exit music. A 94-minute public domain version is now available. I think that's this. That's what we're watching, yeah. Okay. Now, next thing I want to say. Let's suppose it wasn't, uh, you know, domain. I mean – it's so old. Do you think they'd come sue us? Like, who owns it? Well, MGM. Like, who's, who's radar is it on? Listen, 